it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who doesn't have a bus full of migrants outside of his office this morning. No, uh, your vice president, Kamala Harris, though, the woman who said the border was secure two days ago. Now, uh, waking up to the sight of migrants. (laughs) They were, of course, relocated. Uh, We've got Governor DeSantis and Governor Abbott both running their own separate bus tours to Martha's Vineyard and, of course, up to Washington, D.C. as well. Why? Because they're just trying to get somebody to pay attention to the damn border crisis. That's why. You've got to get mad. And not at them. At Joe Biden. We're going to discuss it. We've got a busy day on the show today. Kat Kamek's going to be here. Superstar congresswoman from the great state of Florida. You yourself also welcome. Calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons. We don't care. It is an all-skate. Everybody's welcome. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat, man. I don't care. I don't care. You can be a libertarian. You could have voted for Kanye like I did. I don't care. Just don't be a That is all on a big Thursday episode of the show. If you watched Gutfeld last night, I apologize. That was a very filthy program. In fact, at about 11 o'clock last night when the show was going live, Greg and I were talking on the phone about how ridiculous it was. (laughs) Like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Now, I don't mean I really apologize. It was a great time. It was a hilarious show. But uh, we were off the rails. And the reason we were off the rails is because of the subjects we were covering, man. Yo, the world is on fire fire. And guys like me and Greg are basically just roasting marshmallows, passing out sticks to people who want to live through this madness in a positive way instead of just yelling and screaming all day and being angry and you're literally Hitler. You know, when you go to see a Broadway play and uh, you see that little note, sometimes they insert, they're like, "Uh, today, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Death of a Salesman will not be played, you know, by a you know, the lead actor, we've got a fill-in today. Like, the Democrats have to start passing out that pamphlet on a daily basis over who is Hitler today. You know, because last week it was Trump as Hitler. The fascist, it's bad. The MAGAs, the fascist. Then it switched to Ron DeSantis was Hitler, and he has been Hitler a few times, to be clear. And now we're back to Greg Abbott being Hitler. Why? Because they are relocating migrants to Democratic-run cities. They're not doing it. So much as the trolling exercise that it serves as, so much as they're just trying to bring attention to a 50-state crisis. You see, the problem with the border right now doesn't stay at the border. Everybody digests this as, well, they're getting overrun in Eagle Pass, Texas. They've got millions of people coming through. Well, screw them. They vote Republican. You know, you know unless Beto comes along and wins the governorship, <laughs> not going to happen. But the point is, Texas is getting screwed. Texas is taking in millions of migrants. Martha's Vineyard now has 50, 50, 50. Okay. The richest enclave in America has 50 migrants. And they're like, oh, hell no. You can't be doing that to our resources. Come on, man. Don't you know the Obamas have to fill up their private jets and fly into their beachfront mansion 
you know, the one they built after telling the rest of the world that the sea levels were rising and they were going to drown us all? Don't be thick, all right? Okay, but that's what's going on. Okay, here in New York City, Eric Adams, Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, D.C., Muriel Bowser. What do they all have in common? They were like, we're sanctuary cities. Give us your tired, your poor. Until the tired and poor got bust there. And they were like, get them out of here. Get them out. Oh, hell no. We don't want them here. They're screaming and yelling. And okay, you know who else doesn't want them there? The idiots over at CNN. I'm going to give you this John Berman clip. This'll, this bat's lead off today. We've got a new array of Hitlers in the pamphlet, in the little playbill. The role of Hitler's being played by a lot of Republicans today. We've cloned Hitler. It's like the gremlins. Do you remember you throw water on a, one gremlin, you get like 97,000 gremlins. We've got a lot of Hitlers. Somebody dumped water on the original one. It's a big mess. Never mind how insulting and denigrating this is to people who really suffered under Hitler. Never mind how insulting and denigrating this is to the greatest generation of Americans who defeated fascism. To have their grandkids called fascists by a president who just literally does not know his ass from his elbow. Biden sucks. Okay, but here's CNN sucking harder, clip 33. We woke to the, up the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including <laughs> kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is not a one-for-one. One. This is not a parallel here in any way. Mm. But it does address some of the same themes that are part of this documentary. I mean, are you I mean, just I mean, that is just off. Can you imagine being that stupid? No, I can't. I'm not saying it's a pound for pound like Hitler, but a lot of the themes are the same. What are the themes? What are the themes? Let's be clear. What are are, are there any? Does anybody have a theme? There's no theme. OK, Hitler was trying to wipe out a race of people and killed millions of them in an effort to do so. The only people getting killed by our border policies are the victims of the fentanyl that Biden has refused to stop. Are the migrants who are suffocating in tractor trailers or the families that are drowning in the river. Okay, those are the real physical victims here. The 30 percent of women who cross our border that get sexually assaulted along the way. Those are the victims. But rather than actually addressing the problem, which is, of course, a big political liability for the Democrats. CNN wants you to believe the guy's trying to draw attention to the fact that women are getting sexually assaulted. People are suffocating in trailers. Families are drowning in rivers. Oh, they're the bad guys. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. And again, okay, the big news of the day is what? That Greg Abbott, in addition to DeSantis sending migrants up to Martha's Vineyard, which is hilarious. Okay, because these people are always like, diversity is our strength. We need to be more diverse. We need to have more people. Martha's Vineyard is 99.4% white, okay? It's basically uh, 10,000 white people and the Obamas. That's what's going on. Tell them like it is. And that's fine, okay? Whatever. I'm not disparaging anybody anything. But the point is diversity is our strength until they're asked to take in some of that diversity. Until they start to push back and say, oh, it's straining the resources. That's what Eric Adams says in New York. How dare you strain the resources? Yo, New York has taken in less migrants in totality than Texas takes in in a day. New York, with a population of 9 million, okay, has taken in more migrants. Excuse me. Excuse me. Less than one one hundredth of the migrants that they've taken in in Eagle Pass, Texas. Think about that. Okay, you talk about a town with 40,000 people, and you expect us to be okay with them taking on 2 million more migrants than, say, New York City? That's not right. And we all know that. But the joke of this whole Kamala thing 
is that Abbott is sending migrants up to Kamala's office. And Democrats are like, oh, they're political pawns. This is horrible. How dare you? You know, that whole thing. But why is he doing it? Because he wants Democrats to go, you just wake up and go, yeah, we got to solve the problem. Understand, it's not Republicans that are dying from our indifference to the southern border. It's everybody. The leading killer of adults in America is fentanyl. Fentanyl doesn't get in your system and go, hey, who did this guy vote for? Is this guy Republican? Ah, oh, we'll take him out. Democrat? No, no, he's good. No, no, it's killing everybody. And it's specifically killing our kids. Our kids are dying. Do you understand? Because of the fentanyl coming across the border. The people trying to stop that are not the bad guys. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, but this is what they want you to believe. Kamala Harris, so concerned with the political cost as opposed to the human costs, played you this clip earlier in the week, told Chuck Todd the border is secure. This is clip 29. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure. But we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Okay, the border's secure in that it's a top priority for this administration to secure it. (laughs) That is the most ridiculous word salad I've ever heard. Not to mention the obvious political ambition of the statement, which is for her to call out the last four years. So, well, you know, given the deteriorating condition of the last four years. Don't you have any respect for yourself? None. She is a sociopath. Yo, the last four years. I don't care if you like Trump. I don't care. If you have like a little Trump stress release doll that you stick pens into to feel better, you hate him so much. You're one of those rich white people who have it so good here in New York that you have to hate Trump so you don't have to look inward at the things you hate about themselves, yourself. Listen, I know so many rich white people that just hate themselves, hate themselves, fill up their bathtub with water every night and just scream ah! every night. That's what they do. They're maniacs. Okay, but no matter how you feel about Trump's character or Mar-a-Lago or Orange Man bad, he cut illegal border crossings by 80 percent. It was not a deteriorating situation. He had kneecapped the cartels with a remain in Mexico policy, committed to build a wall, which, oh, by the way, done or not done, people believe that he was committed to securing the border. What does that do? It de-incentivizes the trip here. Correct the mundo. What Biden is doing right now is incentivizing people to take this perilous journey. Why? Because if they get caught at the border, they get let in. Okay, that message, when people who get let into the country call home, they don't, go, they don't say, hey, I got captured, don't come. They say, hey, I got captured, but they let me free in the country. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that's what's going on. And if you don't believe me, okay, because I'm just some fight, you know, Fox News right-wing fascist. If you don't believe me, here's a migrant that was just speaking about this very issue on TV. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. 
Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in free. No problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. <laughs> Again, Kamala Harris wants you to believe that the border is closed. That is a fact check false. That is a migrant talking to our own Griff Jenkins, flat out saying, we came here illegally. Because the border is open. We walk in. We're free. We're illegal. It's great. Okay? Under Donald Trump, I don't care if you hate him. It's I don't care. It's not my job. Hate him. Get on with your life. Okay? Or, I don't know, fix your marriage, work on your career, and find some way to enjoy yourself outside of projecting your insecurities under politicians. But either way, it's your option. It's an all-skate. Do you, boo. Under Donald Trump... The message to people trying to come here illegally, the message to people trying to smuggle them here, sexually assault them, take advantage of them, was you can't come in. Under Joe Biden, the message to people coming here illegally and the people trying to get rich off smuggling them is, come on, girl, we gonna make this money at the border. Hallelujah. Joe Biden is in office. He doesn't care, girl. We're going to get paid. Mama needs new shoes. And that's what's going on. Okay, they are flat out exploiting our open border. And that is a human point I'm making. It's not a political point. I don't listen. I don't care, man. People are dying. I care about that. You should care about that. Biden should care about that. But does he? The answer would be no. And the reason we know that is because the freaking wall still isn't even built. So don't yell at me about humanity or pawns or political gamesmanship or the dignity these migrants deserve. Yeah, dignity. Get in line and do this legally. You telling me there's dignity in being smuggled in a tractor trailer? You telling me there's dignity in a whole family drowning in a river? You telling me there's dignity in a trip where 30% of the women get sexually assaulted? Seriously, honestly, anybody who says that's dignity, go yourself. Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 244 pounds of radio dynamite. That's I'm down 11 since I made my big announcement on the show. I would checked in at 255. 255 pounds I checked in uh, last Monday. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Yeah, but you know what? I, I was carrying like so much extra weight early that I ate a lot of plain Greek yogurt, uh, which is miserable, little honey, little fruit here and there. And uh, I've banged out the first 11 on the journey to what should be like a 30-pound loss if I'm going to have any self-respect at all in front of that TV camera. I look like a talking ham. I'm so fat. But now's no time for an intervention because we got to talk about this border situation. Here is a montage. I'm going to play you a couple of uh, Democratic politicians from the great state of Illinois, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, talking about the inhumane nature of relocating these migrants from Texas border towns. Clip 32. I'm not going to mince words here. The governor of Texas is forcing on New York and D.C. and Chicago and potentially other places a needlessly last-minute and complex process that is a heartless display of politics over people. Why not give reasonable notice? Why send these folks only to blue cities or blue states? This is about politics for him. It is a manufactured crisis by ambush. Any dollar that goes to the state of Texas, every single one of those dollars needs to be re-committed to cities like Chicago, New York, and Washington, D.C. Shut up! Will you shut up? I mean, seriously. I mean... That was embarrassing! Was it ever? Okay, let's start with J.B. Pritzker. It's a, got a, if this whole governor thing doesn't work out, it's got a job lined up as a before model. Believe me, I say that as a fellow fatty. J.B. Pritzker looks like he's in his third trimester, that dirtbag. But when he says, this is politics over people, yo, what is refusing to secure the border? I think he's got a point. What is denying that it's a crisis? I think he's got a point. Politics over people. Okay, the idea that you want to sit here and bitch because somebody's got to take a last-minute bus trip, I got to be honest with you. When you talk about the hundreds of people that have suffocated in tractor trailers, talk about the families that have drowned in a river, I promise you, none of them, as they were drowning, said, well, it's a good thing we're not taking a bus trip. Man, that would suck. Air-conditioned bus with a bear. Oh, that just sounds terrible. Are you kidding me? When Lori Lightfoot starts talking about, oh, the money. Oh, really? So your city that has 5 million people should complain about money, but you don't care about the people in Eagle Pass, Texas? who have 30,000 people living there, 80,000 if you count the migrants coming in every week. I mean, seriously, just get the f*** out of here. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Stock market was falling, but there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring, 
and my savings are gone. Joe can't remember who he's talking to. Joe's a liar and he's insane. He spends sunny days in the basement with no friends. He's seen Hunter's crimes, but the press won't cover them. And he's shaking hands with invisible men. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. James Taylor getting back into the studio after that embarrassing sellout on the White House lawn. Biden, if you remember, just 48 hours ago, they had this big, oh, it's the Inflation Reduction Act on the White House lawn. They're having a party to celebrate the reduction of inflation. On the same day, the Fed numbers came out saying inflation was up 8.3% year over year. (laughs) And we just laugh as a coping mechanism. We have an economically illiterate president, okay, not only celebrating inflation reduction by passing a bill that, according to the Correctional Budget Office, does not reduce inflation. What a fraud. But throwing more money, more spending Onto the inflationary fire. That is financial lunacy. And you don't have to take Stuart Varney's word for it. Let me give you this poll came out today. Always love a good Fox News poll. People yell something. You know, Trump would get mad at a Fox News poll. polls. I know the people who actually do the polls. Um, Some of the most wonderful human beings you've ever met. And we always laugh. We used to laugh like going back in the day when there was a poll coming out. Because it would be like, oh, you're going to get it on Twitter today. You know, it it was always funny to me. Um... And that's my personal connection to this story. Uh, my other personal connection to the story is the fact that this economically illiterate president is crushing a lot of people who happen to be in a position that I've somehow fought my way out of, that everyone can fight their way out of. If you want to do the work, it's America. But these guys right now with the runaway spending, they really are for all intents and purposes committing the economic equivalent of throwing a drowning man a sofa. According to the poll, 78 percent of voters, 78 percent of voters say inflation has caused them financial hardship. Okay, which I would imagine 78 percent of people, though, do you understand? That means 22 percent of Americans aren't feeling it. 78 percent of Americans are absolutely feeling it. Okay, they're getting crushed. If you're living on a fixed income. Okay, if the cost of food is up 11% last month, you're getting smoked. Okay, if you are a low-income Americans, you know, the people, Squin Joe, oh, Squin Joe cares about the little guy. Wrong. Squin Joe is having the little guy give subsidies to rich people who took out student loans. Squin Joe is on the White House lawn celebrating a climate change bill. That'll have the little guy give tax subsidies to rich people buying electric vehicles. That's what Scranton Joe is doing. You understand? That's madness. And oh, by the way, after he yelled and screamed on the White House lawn about climate change, what did he do? He jumped in his private jet and flew to Delaware to run an errand. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. I was just talking about this with Harris Faulkner on the Faulkner Focus. If you missed it, it'll be on the Fox Across America Facebook page. You can go check it out. Joe Biden's catching heat because they passed their big climate change bill. Woo, climate change. We're saving the world. Come on, guys. We're all superheroes. They're crazy. But stick with me. Joe Biden was in Delaware. He was in Delaware. 
this past weekend. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And he could have voted in the Delaware primaries this past weekend. But instead, the guy who yelled and screamed at you about climate change on the White House lawn wrapped up the ceremony, jumped into Air Force One, and flew over to Delaware. Okay, you understand? Climate change, existential threat, we're in big trouble here. All right, I'll be right back. i got to gas up the jet and get out of here. Not only does he fly, but you've got a motorcade of 100 cars that accompanies the president everywhere he goes, meaning they don't really take climate change seriously. Bingo. It's a grift. Nobody has any proof. Nobody has any proof that man is changing the weather. Back in the day, we actually used to, like, lock people up who said man could change the weather. Why? Because we were like, they're crazy. You know, if a guy came up to you and was like, hey, I I control the weather. Have you ever had a checkup? That's what you'd say. Now it's, hey, I can control the weather. Please give us money. It's a grift. Do you understand? Hey, we have green energy, cleaner. Please give us money. Hey, there's solar panels. Please give us money. <laughs> That's all it is, man. And not only are we giving them money, but all of this tax revenue winds up in China. Why? Because they're the one building all the infrastructure for the solar panels. Where do you think the uranium's coming from, the uranium, the minerals? Where do you think it's all coming from? Where do you think? In all honesty, China, the biggest polluter in the world, in the world, opening coal plant after coal plant, okay, laughing their asses off as we send them another check for green energy. Pay up, suckers. It's crazy. But understand, because of this stupidity, 78% of Americans are being crushed by inflation, okay, Poll goes on to say 34% of voters described inflation as a serious hardship, which is up four points since July. But understand, a serious hardship, man. 34% of Americans. You're talking about families out there. You know what serious hardship means? It means you've got a big problem, man. It means people are making real hardcore decisions to go without things they need. A serious hardship. This isn't like a pretend hardship like January 6th. January 6th was awful. Okay, but I promise you, when 80% of the country is getting crushed by inflation and not getting out of bed, going, oh, gosh, gosh, help us. I hope a group of chunky white people don't run up the Capitol steps and walk around again. Heaven forbid. I know we can't put gas in the car, but as long as we don't have a guy in a Chewbacca bikini in the chamber. And to be clear, January 6th was very, very bad. But you know who cares about January 6th at this point, just so we're on the same page? The people trying to score points off it. That's true. That is true. Okay, 50% say inflation is not at all under control. Not at all. 32% think it is somewhat under control. Uh, Understand, this survey completed before the Consumer Price Index report was released on Tuesday showing we had 8.3% inflation in the month of August. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I screwed. Okay, and understand this. Inflation is the top concern for voters right now. Okay, top concern, inflation. Top concern. They just passed an inflation reduction bill. Hired James Taylor to sing about it. Hey, big day, party on the White House lawn. Inflation reduction. We're addressing the number one priority. Does it address inflation? The answer would be no. Not even a little. But here is Biden, a shameless buffoon, okay, bragging about the bill in Michigan yesterday, clip one. Now we're choosing to build a better America, an America that's confronting the climate crisis 
with America's workers leading the way. We're rebuilding an economy, a clean energy economy, and we're doing it from the bottom up and the middle out. I'm so tired of trickle down, I can't stand it. I mean, come on, man. We have a president that is clearly not all there. We're rebuilding the economy. We're clean energy economy. We're doing from the bottom up. All of these things sound nice. Hey, we're helping the little guy. Does the little guy paying for the rich guy's electric vehicle help the little guy? The answer would be no. Does the little guy giving a tax subsidy to the upper 70% of income earners who have student loans help the little guy? The answer would be no. Did the little guy get out of bed asking for a climate change policy or student debt relief for rich people? The answer would be no. Joe Biden is screwing the little guy to the moon and back. I agree with that. I don't care. This is the problem with our politics. It's so much more important now to say the right things than to do the right things. That's the problem right now. So I like the little guy. It's like defund the police. Hey, we want to look out for the black community. That's the right thing to say. Of course it is. We want to look out for every community. But that's why we're going to defund the police. Yo, that doesn't look out for the black community. Their murder rate spiked by 35%. Why? Because we need cops. Because there's no world where the cops are a bigger threat to society than the criminals. But these are functionally illiterate people when it comes to policy. Why? Because they run on feelings instead of facts. Saying you're saving the environment makes people feel good. Okay, but are you actually saving the environment? Do we have any proof at all that man is doing this to the environment? All we have is social pressure. Don't ever forget everything they do is on social pressure, and it's always, always wrong. That is correct. Okay, remember the vaccine? It's time to start shaming these people. They won't get vaccinated. You're going to die, okay? Maybe not you because you're younger, but you're going to kill my grandma because you wouldn't get vaccinated. Do you remember that? They shame these people. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because, frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. Do you understand, okay, the morons who will not get the shot, the morons who did get the shot and get boosted, all got COVID. Oh, wow. Think about that. Getting the vaccines, you understand, I'm not anti-vax, but getting the vaccine is a personal choice. It does not inhibit your ability to spread COVID. It does not inhibit your ability to catch COVID, but back when they were shaming people, just like they're shaming you on the environment, that's how they shamed you on everything. They shame you on mask wearing. You better mask your kid. Hey, ho, ho. If masks work, if masks work, you don't need to care if my kid's wearing a mask because according to this logic of masks working, if your kid's in one, doesn't matter. Okay? Again and again and again. You don't ask your neighbor to put on a winter jacket so you don't get frostbite. 
hey, man, you got to do me a favor. You got to wear a jacket or I'm going to get frostbite. No, you're not. It's not how jackets work. It's not how masks work. It's not how vaccines work. But no one told Rachel Maddow when she was leading the shame campaign. Remember Rachel Maddow? She got a Howard Stern mail-it-in deal where she works like one every other Monday, two hours a week. But back at her peak when she was still making an effort before the contract negotiation, she went on TV and explained why we had to have vaccine mandates why we had to force vaccines on people, because according to the logic we were being shamed over at the time, if you got vaccinated, nobody else got COVID. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were... Right? Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way, now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means... The vaccines will get us to the end of this. All the vaccines are going to get us to is a fifth vacation home for some big pharma executive who's making more money off the government and Dr. Fauci's mandates. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. But again and again and again, I'm not trying to get off topic, but you understand this is all social pressure. That's what they're governing on. Feelings over facts. When it comes to the environment, Feelings over facts, and oh, by the way, feelings over your bottom line. Because this financially illiterate president who hired James Taylor to spike the football on the White House lawn the other day is driving the car down a runway. Okay, you understand? 70% of Americans think the guy is screwing the pooch on the economy, and he's out there patting himself on the back over what a good job he did. Imagine the captain of the Titanic giving out safety awards when the three lifeboats made it to shore. Hey, I'll tell you, we run a nice, safe cruise. It's a shame uh, the other 2,300 dead people couldn't be here to celebrate just how safe the cruise is. That's what we're dealing with, Biden, and that's sellout James Taylor. Stock market was falling, but there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring, and my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's insane Spend sunny days in the basement with no friends He's seen Hunter's crimes but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon
Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Guy you can hang out with in person Saturday night, October the 15th. We are at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa. Me, a couple of scarecrows, a couple of beers. Going to tell some filthy jokes. It's going to be great. Uh, tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. If you're anywhere out in the Iowa area, let's go. We'll go to the Field of Dreams house. It'll be great. Uh, right now, we're doing some you and me time over the radio. And uh, I'm a little chippy today. I've been up. We did Gutfeld last night. Then I was back. You know, it's an 11 o'clock show. Then I was back on TV at 5 a.m. this morning on Fox and Friends first. Then I was on with Harris Faulkner at 11.45. I will be on with Dagan McDowell later tonight on the Fox Business Network. And, you know, she's psyched to have me. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I love Dagan. We, you know, we go get on well. Uh, families hang out together a lot. Uh, but one of the things that makes doing TV with her so fun is she doesn't have a filter when it comes to all of this garbage being thrown our way. See, the thing that makes Fox pop, the reason we have the ratings that we do, is we mean what we're saying to you, okay? Our cause is not the Republican Party. Our cause is this American quality of life. It's the freedoms that we, you know, fought for and cherish and do everything we can to protect, a lot of which are under attack. So when you watch us on TV, we're usually laughing at some of the most ridiculous things in the world, meaning bad things, meaning things that make a lot of people sad. You know, but a lot of that is a coping mechanism. That's our superpower to overcome this crap is to take the power away from it and make level-headed decisions and offer you level-headed analysis that will help you get through things. That's the whole point of this show, and that's what we'll be doing with Kat Kamek in the next hour of this show is trying to be your port in the storm. I mean it. It's bizarre. It's a weird time. I'm the craziest person I know, and somehow I'm also the voice of reason in this country. I'm telling you. This could be a problem. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Getting ready for a big hour, a plus-sized hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be wrapping with Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek, the bell of the ball, uh, about a multitude of things facing our country right now. We're talking about the border, Greg Abbott relocating migrants. Uh, up to Kamala Harris's office yesterday, Ron DeSantis sent them up to Martha's Vineyard. You know the people who were like, we're sanctuary cities. Diversity is our strength. And then they sent a bunch of migrants and they were like, oh, oh, no, no. So, you know, we'll talk about that. We'll get into some of this madness down at Mar-a-Lago. And, uh, you know, long story short. Democrats are so full of crap. A lot of people feel that way right now. And the reason why. And we'll start right here and now. Okay. I'm going to give you a little something from Stacey Abrams, of all people. Stacey Abrams is fully. Is she ever? Okay. But she did some hard time yesterday uh, on The View, of all places. The View is awful. I would agree. By the way, did you just notice in that drop sequence? Every stage of Lincoln's development, <laughs> it was like he sounded five in the first one. In the second one, he sounded like 18. In the third one, he sounded like he was on his fourth year in prison. What's going on with my son? That is the link man, for those of you new to the show. But, you know, the big, big story right now. We got this FBI raid, and then they went out and raided the My Pillow guy. Crazy. It is crazy that they raided the My Pillow guy. I, I, I'm stunned. When you consider that Biden has spent 60% of his presidency napping, you think he'd have a soft spot for pillow manufacturers? 
Seriously. Next thing you know, he's going to go after the guy who makes Depends. What the hell is the world coming to? But what is the justification for all of this? The justification, if you remember, is that you can't say an election was stolen. These guys said an election was stolen. We got to throw them in jail. And I said this yesterday. I said a little bit of a double standard. If you're going to lock up people that say elections were stolen, if you're going to lock up people who say voting machines were hacked, we're going to need a pretty big paddy wagon for these Democrats from 2016 who ran the same scam in 2018. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right. Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Now understand, that's Kamala Harris saying we hacked the voting machines. It's so easy to hack them. We could hack them ourselves. We did a demonstration. The voting machines were hacked. That's how Trump and the Republicans won. Now any Republican that comes out and says, oh, the Democrats hacked a voting machine. He should be behind bars. That's what they say. They say it's perfectly fine because they're not conceding the election. They're not acknowledging defeat. Well, yesterday, Stacey Abrams... Okay, went on The View and claimed that she conceded in 2018 when she lost to Brian uh, Kemp down in Georgia. Now, as you know, she did not concede. She did not say she lost to Brian uh, Kemp. Okay, I'll give you that clip, and then I'll give you a little more. Here's clip 25. I acknowledge that former Secretary of State Brian Kemp will be certified as the victor in the 2018 gubernatorial election. But to watch an elected official who claims to represent the people in this state baldly pin his hopes for election on the suppression of the people's democratic right to vote has been truly appalling. So let's be clear. This is not a speech of concession. Because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. As a woman of conscience and faith, I cannot concede that. But my assessment is the law currently allows no further viable remedy. Now, I could certainly bring a new case to keep this one contest alive, but I don't want to hold public office if I need to scheme my way into the post. I mean, come on, man. It's so embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Like, I really want you to think about that. 
It's not a concession. Okay, here she is going on to say it was stolen, was not beaten fairly, clip 26. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. You refuse to concede and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair election? It was not a free and fair election. But will I say that this election was not tainted, was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. You uh, notably did not concede. I did not. Okay, you acknowledged that he won, but you did not concede. Correct. Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression? Yes. Georgia voters did not have their votes counted. They were not allowed to cast votes. They had their votes discarded. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Do you understand? How are we not raiding Stacey Abrams' house? That's why people say there's a two-tiered system of justice. The Democrats spent three years telling you they stole it, the voting machines were hacked, you could run the best campaign, they stole it. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. I mean... So uh, I guess we have some issues? (laughs) Uh, we, no, actually, we don't have some issues, Mickey, because there's a two-tier justice system. It's absurd. This is banana republic garbage. I just gave you Stacey Abrams. Okay, a minute and 30 seconds of Stacey Abrams saying we won the election. It was not free and fair. They stole it. They suppressed the vote. Black people didn't have their votes counted. You know, the actual epitome of refusing to accept the results of an election, something we're being told is a threat to our very democracy. Ergo, it's okay for the FBI to start raiding people and snatching their cell phones at an Arby's drive-thru. But having said all of that, here they are on The View yesterday with Stacey Abrams flat out claiming she did concede. I just played you a minute and a half of her saying, this is not a concession. This was not a free and fair election. And again, every time they make this claim, We have never once, ever, ever seen a person brought forward who was denied the right to vote. Put up or shut up. They won't. They they can't put up, but they won't shut up. We don't have a single person. Believe me, if the Democrats could bring forth a minority who's like, yeah, I went to vote. I was legally registered. They wouldn't let me. That person would have buildings named after them by now. They'd have federal buildings named after them. They'd They'd be murals, martyrs, squares, like George Floyd. George Floyd is they, they've like canonized George Floyd, who, for all intents and purposes, should not have been killed by that cop. Let me be very clear, did not deserve to die. But at the same time, I don't know that we're pointing the kids in the best direction possible when we try to make a role model out of a guy who pulled a knife on a pregnant woman. I don't know that that's like, again, I'm not in charge of these programs and these ceremonies, but I feel like we could book a better honoree. That's all I'm trying to say. But here is Stacey Abrams putting on the makeup and the red nose and straight clowning on The View, clip 24. I have never denied that I lost. I don't live in the governor's mansion. I would have noticed. Um, And there is this clip that's going around, and it shows me saying that we won. And what I was referring to was that we won in terms of communities that were long left out of the electoral process, finally participated in 18 at outstanding numbers. But I... I'm not delusional, so just so that's clear. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Straight clown stuff. 
I'm not delusional. Sure you are. And she did flat out say it was stolen. She's acknowledging the club. No, what I meant was we won in terms of helping out underprivileged. Come on, don't bullshit me. Didn't you set them back? You set them back. You Jussie Smollettid the electoral process. You made up a fake racial hoax. Georgia right now, and it's early voter ID law. Remember something that was supposed to be Jim Crow on steroids? This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. That early voter ID law that we were told was Jim Crow on steroids. Worse than an era where they physically attacked people to stop them from voting in Democratic-run states. Worse than an era where Democratic-run states burnt down your house if you were a potential black voter. Worse than an era where Democratic-run states charged you poll taxes, literacy clauses, grandfather clauses to deny you from voting. Worse than that era, said Joe Biden. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. And how do we know that? Because since that Jim Crow on steroids went into effect in Georgia, early voting was up 220 percent. Oh, wow. But here is Stacey Abrams on The View with a straight face. We're talking about a size 17 shoe, big red nose. Pulled up in a car with 71 people in it. Straight circus clown. <laughs> Telling you Kemp and Raffensperger are making it harder to vote. Clip 27. And so Brian Kemp changed the laws again. He and Brad Raffensperger have now put in place a new set of challenges. That you, it is harder to get your absentee ballot. If you are a senior citizen or someone who is disabled, for almost a decade you were able to automatically get an absentee ballot. You now have to reapply. And many of those communities don't know that. And they are finding out right now that what used to come to their houses automatically won't show up unless they navigate a much more complicated system. We know that they have limited access to early voting by shutting down the access to drop boxes. And for folks to say, well, we haven't always had drop boxes. Well, we also haven't always had on-call scheduling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those drop boxes allowed more than 1.9 million voters to participate. Stacey Abrams is full of I mean, I cannot emphasize that enough. Yo, early voting is up 220%. That's not voter suppression. I mean, just just wrap your head around that. And the lack of, again, we're living in the death of shame where people will get on TV and say things like this. But what is she doing? She's perpetuating a racial hoax. Okay. Oh, they're, they're, you know, they're attacking black people. What are you talking about? In what world? If our early voters are 220 percent, we don't have a single black person coming forward and saying, oh, by the way, they wouldn't let me vote. We don't have that. We don't have that person because they can vote. Election day in this country used to be one day. Election day is now election month. You got a month to vote. Fill out a ballot. Mail it in. Show up to the polls. You got 17 early days before election day itself. Think about that. If we had something called pizza day and once a year I gave everybody a slice of pizza Okay, but we then expanded your access to pizza day to 17 days to get that pizza. Am I making it harder to get the pizza or am I making it easier to get the pizza? I'm going to go out on a limb and say 17 extra days makes it easier. You are correct, sir. You know when else I'm correct? When me or this little fella says, Stacey Abrams is full of And so is every other idiot that clapped along at that circus act on The View.
Not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon slowing it down. Like we're at a school dance in the 80s. We're playing Spandau Ballet. True. Which is kind of ironic because I haven't heard a true word out of the White House in like months. Biden's lost his marbles. I mean, really. We were reading a Fox poll earlier. 70% of the country, no faith in this guy on the economy, thinks he's mauling inflation. He's out there in Michigan yesterday yelling and screaming about, you know, we're going to build all these batteries. We're making you all this money. No one's making money. I don't want to hear a word about rising wages because inflation is outstripping the wage growth. If wage growth in this country is at 5%, hey, that's great. Your wages are up 5, uh, 5%. But inflation is at 83 So if you have any background at all in basic math, you know that the inflation is worse than the wage growth. Very simple, sim- simple stuff. But it hasn't dawned on them. There was a calculated decision made internally to start pretending things are going good. That's why you get clips like this out of Nancy Pelosi. This is clip seven. And so many friends. What a thrill it is to be here to celebrate this life-changing legislation, making the Inflation Reduction Act, Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. It's life-changing legislation, you see. And it is. People were going to retire. Now they got to go back to work. People were working one job. Now they got to get two jobs. It's life changing. I'm telling you, you don't understand. Poor people are now going to give subsidies to the rich to buy electric cars. Poor people can have the rich people pay off their student loans faster. This is life changing stuff. I mean, think about it. Before Biden got into office, 70% of you didn't have student loans. Now you all do. Think about that. It's so ridiculous. Thanks, big government weenuses. I mean, really. Kat Kamek stopping by in the next break to talk about this, how there really has been, it's weird. It's like an undeclared war on the little guy. Everybody wants to pretend they like the little guy. Yeah, we're here for the little guy. We're a champion of the weak and the poor and the... It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Here's Biden really quick, clip four. And now the Inflation Reduction Act. All this progress was declared a failure before was a success when we introduced it. We didn't give up, though. (laughs) It was a success when we introduced it. 
as he introduced that the stock market fell 1,200 points. <laughs> I'm just telling you because I care, Joe Biden. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Are we ever? Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is exactly what the man said it was. The high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, holding this country together. You know, doing a little radio, doing a little TV, stuff like that. Uh, I am not, uh, by any stretch of the imagination... Uh, you know, a viral dance sensation on Twitter. I'm about to bring on somebody who is. We're going to talk all about it uh, because she's one of my favorite people in the world to interview. Not only a superstar congresswoman from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida, but after a video I just watched, she is the favorite on a new game show called America's Got Issues. Uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek is here to break it down on the dance floor. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, hey. You got moves, man. You know, we always get along so well. I would have I would have loved you so much in college, like hanging out with you, because you were definitely bar fun. Am I correct? Were you bar fun? No, I was I was studiously uh, keeping my my face in a book. I mm. was so well behaved in college. <laughs> there are absolutely no videos of me anywhere doing anything remotely. Yes. Remotely questionable. And that book is called The Whiskey Bible. <laughs> you know me so well. Uh, you know me so well. You're the best, Kat Kamek. Well, I, I love this video. If, if folks haven't seen it, there's a video. Kat, they had a little bit of a softball game yesterday, uh, last night, and it looks like, uh, uh, you know, an episode of Soul Train bro- broke out. There was a lot of good dancing going on. There was a lot of good what? dancing. And it's good dancing. Like, you have real swag, real rhythm. I'm not making, obviously making fun of you. Like, I want you to get credit for this because I have been telling people this forever, okay? We're the fun party now. Okay, when we, we were are. yes, when we were younger, conservatives were kind of looked upon as like the parents of the country, and we had to tell you no. But it's so bizarre how the roles have been reversed. The Democrats don't want you dancing; they don't want you laughing. How dare check your privilege, Cat Hammock? People are suffering somewhere in the world, and you're out here busting a move. What the hell? But that's who we are. We're the fun side. Listen, I feel like I am living in the movie Footloose. I just want to dance. Right. I just I've been practicing in the bedroom for so long on those moves. That sounds bad. I should rephrase that. But <laughs> so, yeah, this sounds like you're running an OnlyFans, not a congressional <laughs> office. Can you stick with me, pal? I got to clean this up. I'm on your side. Good, Good night, man. Yeah, can we start this over again? No, but it's, it's... <laughs> just you and me. Don't worry about it. Is there the dump button that we can hit? Um, Believe me, they've been hitting it. They've been we've actually had to replace it since you started coming on the show. We're on our third dump button, but carry on. Yeah, it's just it's it's elevator music at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, No, you're 100 percent right. And somebody actually said, like, I can't believe you're out there dancing. And I was like, we're human. Mm -hmm. We're allowed to actually be human at any given moment. And and it's just crazy, though. I mean, and this is where I think politics has gotten so um, bad. You know, it's this stale mentality of I have to live my entire life in a sanitized fashion because, heaven forbid, somebody gets offended or they think that I'm not allowed to, you know, yeah. have a beer or, you know, dance at a wedding or whatever it may be. And so you have these people who have the personalities of doorknobs. 
<laughs> that end up serving in office and have no connection to the real world whatsoever. And so I, yeah. I'm of the mindset, listen, if you have an opportunity to go bust a move, you bust a move. you damn right you do, Cat Hammock. There she is. <laughs> the woman's got more moves than you haul. You got to see it. You got to see it. It's a great right, video. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a dance off, right, Jimmy? Listen, That's what we're going. For. I want you to know this. Like, I have actually like real swag because this is the whole thing. This is you like you kind of on to me now, but like whatever conversational intellectual acumen I possess, I possess on TV and the radio, I've actually had since I was like three years old. So what you're watching <laughs> is not an emerging media star. You're actually watching a childhood star go downhill. That's what's going on. Everybody's like, "Wow, you're all over TV." I was like, "Believe me, I was more talented when I was 13 than I am now." But yes, I got. <laughs> Game, Cat Kamek. I and I, I was, you know, I'm very much cut from your mold of insanity, insanity in a good, productive it. way. Yes, thank you. Because you want to know why? This is something no one talks about. Your judgment is always better when you're coming from a good emotional place. If you're coming from a place of anger or sadness, it often blinds you to what the smarter decision should be. You know what I mean? That's why you showed up at your ex-boyfriend's house with a dead cat at 3 in the morning. It's not because you were in a good mood, Cat Kamek. It's because he blew you off for the 8th grade dance, and you know what? Some kitty's going to have to pay. I'm with you, but you get it. That's why I flashed his tires. Oh, one one day. The next time we hang out in person, we're going to get into some of those. Because can I tell you a story really quick? You'll appreciate this. Then we'll get into some grown-up stuff. I oh, okay. once had, okay, a pet, a, a fake beagle. It was a stuffed beagle. Okay, this is so wonderful. Okay. A girl that I was dating in my high school, Division Avenue High School in Levittown. Okay. A girl that I was dating in high school, we had broken up. I had started dating a girl from Beth Page, uh, and she had gotten me a stuffed beagle named Lucky. And Lucky, my stuffed beagle, who became like a running joke at my high school because I used to bring him to class and stuff. Like, I got I, can I get the bathroom pass? I got to go walk my dog, stuff like that. You know, just antagonistic stuff towards the teacher. Anyway, unbeknownst to me. Not my, you. My ex, not you. Stop it. One day, my <laughs> ex-girlfriend at the time, I didn't know this, took Lucky and dismembered him and mailed him oh. to my house. She mailed me Lucky, a stuffed animal, but, but a chopped up stuffed animal <laughs> by the name of I Now, understand how much I like crazy. I got back together with her immediately. I'm like, oh, this is my girl. This is some good crazy. Oh but, wow, you really are a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but the but the stuffed animal lobby has abandoned me. I haven't gotten a single campaign donation since. They're all they're all. Oh man, me. has Pete has Peta reneged on their membership of the Jimmy Fallon show? <laughs> the pound puppies they pulled out. We've got nothing with the pound puppies anymore. Um, oh lord. Well, the good news is you're crazy. I'm crazy. Uh, who's crazier, honestly? And we're crazy because we dance, we do all this silly stuff. But Kamala mm-hmm. Harris really did say the border was secure after getting in front of a camera to millions, well, not millions of people, it's Meet the Press. But that's a little yeah. sociopathic, is it not? Well, here, here's what's interesting. Yesterday I was in a Homeland Security committee hearing. I serve on that committee. And as you know, Jimmy, I've been down to the border about five times, and I work shifts with the Border Patrol agents. Mm-hmm. Not, none of the photo op stuff. We actually go – we get in the truck. We go work shifts with these guys and gals to see what it's really like for them. Mm-hmm. And what I have seen is anything but secure, right? Mm-hmm. And so I can speak from experience that people are just walking across. And more than that, they are actively seeking out Border Patrol agents because the Biden administration has instituted a catch-and-release program. You get apprehended by Border Patrol. You 
can give them a fake name. You can do whatever. There's really not a, any vetting process going on whatsoever because we just don't have the manpower or resources down there. And then they release you a couple days later and uh, on a bus or on a plane, paid for, of course, by taxpayers. Mm-hmm. And you go wherever you want, and you've got a little piece of paper that says, in five years, I have to show up for my court date to get deported. Well, we all know no one's showing up for that, so it's all just a big joke. Yep. Well, yesterday in the hearing, we were having a debate mm-hmm. over whether or not we should pass a bill to get required documents of all the data from Homeland Security to paint a picture of exactly how insecure the border is. Mm -hmm. The Democrats unanimously said, no, the border is secure, and we don't need this information because it's secure. And I retort back saying, well, if it's secure in your mind, then what do you have to hide? Mm -hmm. You should want us to have this information because it would show that it was secure, right? And crickets. Nothing? Crickets, absolute crickets. And in the as this is happening, this fight, this debate in this committee is happening, I'm getting text messages from Border Patrol agents. And one of them said, we have lost operational control in three sectors. What? Three sectors. There's only nine along the entire southwest border. They have lost operational control of the border in three sectors. That is unheard of. It's insane. unbelievable. That's insane. Anything and anyone can come across. It is, it is a national security risk. It's a, a public safety risk. It is a humanitarian risk. It is, uh, you can couch it however you want to, but it is wrong. And the Democrats are living in la la land. And how dare the vice president say that the border is secure when she has never even had the balls to get down there and see for herself. Not even a little. Congresswoman Kat Kamek on the line. Uh, Kamala hasn't even gone to an on-the-border restaurant. You know, like the Mexican chain? <laughs> she not go there. But hey, they got hey, they got good salsa, though. They're great. That's what I'm saying. She won't even go to Taco Bell, make a run for the border that way. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> not even going. It was so I'm funny. I'm you to the border next time I go. Kat Kamek, I would go with you. In a, I would go, first, I'd go anywhere with you. You know that. But the border, uh, we could get some work done. We can get some good work done. We could. I mean, I don't know that we're going to outdance the cartel. Those guys have some swag, but we could. We could try. And it's crazy because the whole pro, the, the whole problem is. Where are those white boots, Jimmy? Oh, yo, Kat Kamek. It's so funny. I was just on TV with Harris Faulkner, and before we went live, we were both conducting an inventory because she just bought a new pair of white boots. She's about to date. And I got I walked her through my lineage of white boots and how it's either you or Harris being like, yeah, white boots or it's some other dude throwing a right hook at me for walking into the bar with white boots. I I got to be honest, Kat Kamek, I don't know what I like more. I don't know if I like the compliment of the beating. That's the problem. So I've got to decide. But, now, uh, do you do the Reno 911 new boot scooting? <laughs> the dangle? I don't wear them with shorts, if that's what you're asking me. <laughs> but you want to. <laughs> We're all dangle at heart. We're all dangle at heart. Oh, that's so funny. A little funny. bit. A little bit. I'm, we'll get you some Ray-Bans. I'm dying. I will. I'll get some. Uh, give me one more substantive question, and then you're on your way. When you watched James Taylor on the White House lawn the other day, did you feel finally like we had fin- fixed the inflation crisis? Did you finally feel like it was under control? <laughs> if I'm being honest, I felt nauseous. I mean, honestly. Well, he was actually, just so you know, he was singing Fire and Rain about people's 401ks. They were on fire, and the hoses to put out the fire was the rain, is what I believe was happening. 
it's just, again, it's this alternate reality that they seem to be living in where the rest of us are like, uh, hey, gas is expensive as all get out. Groceries are through the roof. It's costing me $625 more per kid to get them back to school with all their supplies. Like anyone who is living in the real world is not buying for one second the nonsense that the Democrats and the Biden administration are peddling. It's just I don't care how many times they want to say it. It's never going to change the fact that the border is not secure, that the Inflation Reduction Act didn't reduce inflation. It increased it. I I mean, they're trying to create this alternate reality because they have nothing else to run on. That's what it is. That's what I think it is. I think there was an internal calculation where they were like, all right, how do we handle this midterm thing? Nothing's working. And somebody was like, but what if we tell them it is? And at, exactly. You know, and at first they were like, are you a psycho? And then somebody else was like, no, no, let him speak. Let him speak. I think we got something here. And here we are. We'll hire James you know, Taylor. <laughs> that, that's exactly why they're changing all the definitions for everything. Because if you can't, if you can't win the argument in the traditional sense, change the definition it's kobayashi maru right <laughs> you change the you change the rules of the game so because they couldn't beat the game so they had to change the game that's the whole deal <laughs> i said i said last night on gutfeld i said they're going to tell us that the economy identifies as doing well <laughs> That's what it is. And I'm stealing that yep, line, Jim. The, the, the economy's pronouns are bull and <laughs> And there you go, Cat Cannon. And just like that, the dump button, it still works, Cat. We still got it. You're the best. Listen, oh, you know man. I love you, girlfriend, but I know you have to go stomp the yard, so have fun. Uh, send us another Absolutely. video. You're the coolest. I'm going to I'm going to break dance. Yo, you. if you knew how many times I've watched that video, Kak Hammock, it's like the screensaver on my on my uh, computer right now at Fox. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna actually, I'm not even kidding. Like I actually have to take it down. Uh, so the cleaning crew is gonna think we got something cooking. So let me go delete your video. But you're the coolest. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Have you, a good one. You're the best. There she goes, the legendary, the coolest cow in Congress, uh, the coolest cat, if you will, uh, Kak Hammock. And you got to know this, man. We're the fun side, and it's so fascinating to me. It is so fascinating that the Democrats, who were the party of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, they were the party of rage against the machine, and now they've all joined the machine. Think about that. The people who listen to rage against the machine, which was ridiculous, white guys with dreadlocks. Nowadays, this Democratic Party would bang them for cultural appropriation and throw them off the stage. You mean you can have dreadlocks as a white guy? That's cultural appropriation. But the people who grew up listening to Rage Against the Machine are like, screw you. I'm with the FBI, the IRS, and Big Pharma. You got to get a vaccine. They're not raging against the machine. They're raging against you. It's crazy. There's never been a dumber time to be alive than right now. Okay? And that's why I love having somebody like Kat Kamek on. Because when you are in a good mood, when you are coming from a place of positive energy, you make better decisions. That's why when you look at all of the negativity, all the defeatism, all the victimhood they're selling us, it's always married to a policy that's it's weapons-grade stupid. Weapons-grade stupid. Defund the police. That is weapons-grade stupid. Okay? Abolish ICE. Weapons-grade stupid. Stop building the wall. You know? An Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't reduce inflation. Okay? These people are idiots. Okay, bottom line, why are they idiots? Because they're coming from a place 
of negative emotion again and again and again. That's why I talk to you about Cat Kamek's stomp in the yard, not just because it's a hot video. Oh, God, I've seen it a thousand times. But because these people on the other side really are footloose. They're trying to ban happiness. That's what they're trying to do. Oh, let's make everybody unhappy. And then maybe they'll keep voting for more big government. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon, fired up. It's a big Thursday. We are uh, having a grown-up talk. doesn't sound like it. We hit a lot of substance on this show. You know, at Fox Across America, it's like the Super Bowl. You know, the... A lot of pop culture in the Super Bowl. People who don't even like football watch it because they get silly commercials in a halftime show. That's basically what we're doing here. It's a, it's a Super Bowl, okay? You, if you like politics, we're going to hit the hardcore issues. You're going to see the football. You're going to get the run between the tackles, the 17 pass interference calls. Okay, but you're also going to get a good halftime show. You're also going to get a couple of jokes. Why? Because the world is on fire. Everybody's on the verge of becoming Michael Douglas and falling down. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Maybe Howard Beale and Network, if that's how you roll. So the point is, you know, the world's on fire. We're trying to roast some radio marshmallows. Uh, Jen Psaki. Remember her? She used to work at the White House, old Jen Psaki. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Well, she is back. She is on MSNBC, and uh, she made her TV debut this week. I wanted to hear her assessment of the midterms. Here it is, clip 18. It's largely flipped now, where people are saying the anger is in the part is is among the, the the members of the Democratic Party, which is the party in power, which is so rare for that to be the case. People are enthused, enthused they're engaged, they want to get out and vote, they want to participate in the process. Well, I think a lot of Democrats are feeling better as they should. Yeah. There's a long way to go here. And, uh, you know, if the if the election were tomorrow, I think the House would be a big uphill battle. That that would be a bit of a leap. The Senate, more of a toss up. Uh, but there's different dynamics in each of these races um, that we should be paying very close attention to, too. You don't have a clue. OK, and what's she really doing? OK, the Democrats are about to get smoked in the House, probably to lose the Senate. No thanks to Dr. Oz, who's just a disaster right now. My Pennsylvanian's listening. If you're on Connect FM, you're on JAS. We're going to get into that a little bit in the next hour. Uh, but the God's honest truth is, you know, Jen Psaki just picking up where she left off at the White House, throwing the red nose on to match the red hair, giving you more clown stuff. <laughs> Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, 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 here we go, here we go. It is the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your main man Jimmy Fallon. 244 pounds of radio dynamite getting ready to go off in this hour. We're going to have the legendary Madison Giasoto coming by. She is, of course, a congressional candidate in the 13th district of Ohio, the great Madison Jesse Otto, uh, someone I've done TV with in the past, maybe even a little bit of radio. But right now I'm not doing radio with Madison Jesse Otto, doing radio with you and me. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. We've got a crowded dance card, so lace them up, 888-788-9910. That is the phone number, 888-788-9910. You know the rules every hour. They never change. I say it every day. Because uh, I want you to take this with you. This is the only, uh, you know, like take home assignment we give you on the show. We don't give you homework. 
like real homework. How in good conscience could I give you homework knowing I was the kind of kid in school who didn't do his own? You know, I'm going to turn around and make you. That wouldn't be right. Okay, so the only real rule, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. Okay, I do have to start the hour. I say, gosh, I hate doing this to you guys. I love you all so much, but I do have to play another clip from The View. No, God! I have to, and I'm sorry. But The View, okay, making some headlines this afternoon uh, because they took, uh, you know, another position on the old abortion debate. Now, I want to caution this. I want to qualify this. The View, you know, not exactly medical experts. This is a TV cast that once suggested Jill Biden should be your Surgeon General. Why does she get the game show buzzer? Because she's not a doctor, which, of course, did not dawn on Whoopi Goldberg at the time of this statement. Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General, his wife. Yeah, Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, he would never do it, but she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I thought she was I a doctor and PhD. Yeah, I don't, I could be wrong. I thought she was a teacher. Yeah, I think she's a teacher, but... I think I think Jill Biden, because she's an excellent doctor. That is a fact check false. Okay, this is the thing about the views. The thing about a lot of our politics, man. The dumbest people are the most self righteous. The dumbest people are the most passionate, are the ones speaking out, are the ones getting the most airwaves, airtime. Okay? Think of somebody like AOC. AOC is a dope. Is she ever? But she gets all kinds of media attention because she's willing to cook macaroni and cheese on Instagram. And yell and scream about oppression and this is a country that hates women. Uh, again, a stampede of stupidity is being rewarded with maximum airtime. Okay, but yesterday on The View, we played you Stacey Abrams earlier. Stacey Abrams, of course, went on The View with a straight face and said she never, ever denied that she lost the election. Girl, please stop talking right now. That's what they should have said. It's not what they said. But here is Stacey Abrams. Okay, getting it into it on The View, you know, the whole men shouldn't be involved, this, that, and the next thing. And, you know, there's a Maisie Hirono clip to go with it. The whole thing is a mess. Okay, but Stacey Abrams, you know, abortion's a medical decision. It's not a political decision. Let's just start there and we'll work to the grand finale, clip 42. Abortion is a medical decision, not a political decision. Thank you. And arbitrary, <laughs> arbitrary... Arbitrary, politically defined timelines are deeply problematic because they ignore the reality of medical and physiological issues. Mm -hmm. For example, a six-week ban tells women that they have to make reproductive choices before they know they're pregnant. And that arbitrariness extends into these artificial timelines. What I believe is that it's a decision that should be made between a woman and her doctor, that viability is the metric, and that if a woman's health or life is in danger, then viability extends until the time of birth. Does anybody have a six-week ban right now? The answer would be no. Okay, I know there's all kinds of proposals on the table, but I just want to be clear, just so everybody understands. Okay, the U.S. current abortion laws, which allow you to abort a baby up until birth in a lot of places, are on par with China and North Korea in the entire European Union. Okay, 26 of the 28 countries, excuse me, 29, 26 of the 29 countries, cap abortion at 12 weeks. European Union, you know, that's we're supposed to be like them. Okay. Tolerance, inclusion, green energy, power shortages, blackouts. (laughs) But the point is we're supposed to be emulating the European Union. Their abortion cap is 12 weeks. 
Okay. You know what our abortion cap is right now? Nine months. Okay. Not good. It's infanticide. But these jackasses, you know, straw man arguing on the view. Oh, they don't care about women. Sure we do. Uh, Especially the unborn women out there. Okay. But here is Sarah Haynes on the view. Again, not exactly medical experts claiming with a straight face to a round of applause there's no such thing as late-term abortion. Clip 46. By the way, 15 weeks, for anyone that doesn't know, is one week into your second trimester. And just to clear up a, a often referenced myth that is used to get a certain political outcome, there is no such thing as people having late-term abortions. Say that again. There is no such thing as people having late-term abortions. One... Three, 1.3% uh, of abortions are performed at greater than 21 weeks, and usually for heartbreaking medical reasons. Say that again. <laughs> that is only done for heartbreaking medical reasons. I have yet to see one situation where someone decides that that is a myth being shopped around to get a certain political outcome. And 91% of all abortions are performed in the first trimester. You can't handle the truth. She goes from, there is no such thing as late-term abortion, to 1.3% of late-term abortion, of abortions are late-term abortions. You suck, you jackass. Okay, understand, they have the right to abort a baby up until birth. I do not deny, do not deny, okay, that the vast majority of abortions, thankfully, are not happening in that window. Okay, but when you're talking about the limit that is available, okay, why are they fighting for the right to keep abortion? I'm not talking about when the mother's life is in danger. Okay, there is not a, there is not a state in this country that's allowed to force a woman to carry out a pregnancy that could kill her. I think he's got a point. Remember when AOC was yelling and screaming about ectopic pregnancies, which are babies born outside the womb? There's not a state in this country that refuses to treat an ectopic pregnancy. So what she's talking about is abortions that happen late term for heartbreaking reasons. All of that's still going to be in play. There is no world where they're going to say the mom has to die. Okay, because we won't abort a baby. That doesn't exist. So when she's talking about a manufactured point, When she's talking about a straw man argument meant to energize a specific political motivation, do you know what side she's talking about? The Democrats. Okay, really think about that. If we're only aborting babies late term, late term for medical reasons, okay, then why do we need the right to abort them for other reasons? Can anyone explain that to me? The answer would be no. Certainly not on The View, okay? Here's Maisie Hirono, though, you know, at a time when we're all being told what? Ah, i got to watch the rhetoric. Republicans are inciting violence. Here's Maisie Hirono finishing, uh, you know, dopey comments as always uh, with uh, the, <laughs> the, the observation that this is literally, these are her words, literally a call to arms. Clip 44. When I hear my colleagues talking about how you know, it should be states' rights or uh, government should not be telling us what to do. The word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. That is how more and more women and those who support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. And why? 
because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. A call to arms. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. A call to arms. You know, call to arms, you know what that traditionally means is, you know. I mean, if a Republican says it. If a Republican says, go down there, peacefully protest, let your voices be heard, that's inciting a riot. But if a Democrat says this is literally a call to arms, nothing. Not even a little. The number you have reached is not in service. And this is why we can't have nice things. Yo, when there's a double standard, there's no standard. Do you understand? You can't tell the world, we got to watch out for the political rhetoric. Oh. And then in the next breath be like, this is a call to arms. Do you know the White House is having a summit they announced earlier today about hate speech in this country? Less than a week removed from Joe Biden saying half the country is a bunch of fascists. Biden sucks. But really think about that. No, we got to we got to talk about the hate speech. So get all those Nazis on the right. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, it's so stupid. I can't wrap my head around it. When they get done with the hate speech summit, they're bringing in O.J. Simpson to counsel us on marriage. Well, marital happiness, we're bringing in O.J. O.J. is going to tell you how to get along with your wife. That's what's going to happen. There's never been a dumber time to be alive than white right now. Okay, here is Chuck Schumer. Okay, Flat out reacting to a Lindsey Graham proposal. Okay, Lindsey Graham, some curious timing, wants a nationwide abortion ban. I know a lot of pro-life people support him, Mike Pence being one of them. And said, hey, who cares if it costs us politically? We're trying to protect life. Now, I respect that position. I respect positions that are more important to you than elections. But here is a newsflash. You don't have the power to achieve that position if you don't win the election. That's true. That is true. Okay, but here's Chuck Schumer doing everything he can to win the election by claiming Republicans want a nationwide abortion ban, women are under attack, they're coming to get you, clip 41. Months after women had their freedom of choice taken away by the MAGA Supreme Court, (laughs) a nationwide abortion ban was actually their attempt to seem more mainstream. People will know the Republican view. Abolish abortion everywhere. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, none at all. That's Chuck Schumer. We're living in the death of shame. Months after women had their right to choose, taken away by the MAGA Republicans. You're a liar. Did anyone have their right taken away by the Dobbs decision? The answer would be no. Did the Dobbs decision ban abortion? The answer would be no. So how did they have their rights taken away? Unless Chuck Schumer is completely full of and that's what we're talking about here. Understand again and again and again. The reason the Democrats are like, oh, abortion, it's mobilized our base. Yes, sure has. Woo! It's not a top five issue heading into the midterms, but it is an important issue in the states that are going to have all the abortion they want. So, yes, because of the repeal of the, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the Democrats are going to win New York by a lot more than they were going to. They're going to win California by a lot more than they were going to. But here's a newsflash. That doesn't change anything because they were going to win those states anyway. But the bigger newsflash is the lie that keeps getting peddled 
that we just banned abortion, that we just took away a woman's right to choose. Okay, Roe versus Wade was not a ruling on abortion good or abortion bad. What Roe versus Wade did was federalize the decision, was federalize the power, the autonomy to decide whether or not states would have abortion, and if so, what type of limitations would be put in place. Okay, what the overturning of Roe versus Wade does is return this decision to the states, which means every individual woman in every individual state will have a voice in voting for how much abortion they're going to allow. Okay, it is not the death of democracy. It's the beginning of democracy. And that's why they're so horrified, because they had what they wanted, because they took the choice away from the people and let the federal government make it for them. You know, all the women who say, oh, a man shouldn't be making a decision about a woman's body. Roe versus Wade was passed by an all-male court. So, again, when there's a double standard, there's no standard. And everyone knows that, except these idiots on The View. Really do appreciate the fact I got some beers. The show is so freaking dumb that my face is bored to tears. Cause Whoopie is a moron, Joy is stupid too. Honey, why don't we turn off the view? Listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. The radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with congressional candidate Madison Jesse Otto Gilbert in the next break. Her opening act. Listening on KROE out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Reese, back on the show. Yo, Reese. How you doing, Jimmy? Mega Dittos. <laughs> That's a great, <laughs> great Rush reference that everyone, I'm sure, appreciates. I, last night when I was done taping Gutfeld, had some Wyoming people in the audience that I met that were rowdy. No as Reese, when I say, like, rowdy as hell. I mean, like, no motor skills, Rowdy. Like, you're my best friend. Uh, they were out of control, hammered. Uh, they were not from uh, Sheridan. They were from uh, Buffalo, Wyoming, if you're familiar with it. So a little bit south of Sheridan. Maybe, yeah. a little, maybe a little trip down Route 25, if you will. 
Uh, it's not down 25. It's down 90. It's about 30 miles away. Whoa, whoa, but, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wyoming whoa. folks, we always uh, we all, we always represent well. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I listen. You do you do well on this show, so I'm not going to knock you. Uh, so, what do you think of this Lindsey Graham bill? It's horrible, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Like mm-hmm. from a from a Trump supporter, MAGA Republican, like. This uh, this bill is is horrible in that it's going to just divide people like independents that would maybe vote Republican that may not vote Republican Good point. Uh, coming into the, the midterms. Well, the timing is weird because here's the thing. You know, you can't if you don't win the election, your proposals are relevant. You know, so Lindsey Graham just right. introduced a show bill. Because he knows this bill is not going to get voted on and passed for the time being, which means if you want to pull it off, you've also got to win the damn election. So, Reese, you might have a future in political strategy. You've already got me on the MapQuest angle. Uh, maybe you call up D.C. and tell them to start paying you to consult. What do you think? I, I don't want to be any part of any of that. <laughs> Mega dittos for you, Reese. We'll do it again soon. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up to talk to this next guest. She, of course, a superstar congressional candidate in the great state of Ohio. I have half the state of Ohio staying in my house this week. It's a long story. Maybe she can help me get him out. Uh, the great Madison Jesse Otto Gilbert joining us now on the line. Hey, girl. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Better now. You know, you're always good for morale. I haven't seen you in a while, but, you know, the last time I, I did see you, we left off on a very positive note. Uh, we are. It's been too long. It is. But you know what? You know, like how in high school, like all, you know, the crazy people find each other, the fun people find each other everywhere in between. Well, I just had Kat Hammock on, who I know you're you know very familiar with in the great state of Florida. She's endorsed you in this th- race. Uh, and we were opining about the fact that the Republican Party has now become the fun party. Have you noticed that? We've always been the fun party. People are just starting to pay attention. That's what it is. Like we were we were never like canceling anybody or like chasing them out of a restaurant. That wasn't our thing. But you're right to say everybody's caught on. So are you taking any credit for that or is it all cat hammock? No, I'm, I'm going to take some credit, too. But truly, I mean, you're seeing a new face of the Republican Party. I think you're seeing finally the next generation of leadership in our party coming to the forefront, running for office, winning elections. Uh, and we're excited about it. We're excited for what we represent and for what we're going to do for people across the country. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's a good time to be a Republican. It really is. No, I'm with you a thousand percent. Um, unless you're me, because I do have, you know, my wife's family is from the fourth district. They're from Jim Jordan's district and they know Jim Jordan uh-huh. well and they're out there in Ohio. But they're here this week to watch a little high school football. So my house has turned into like a Hampton summer home. You know, you just chip, you know, chip in with 12 of your friends and trash the place. You got to see my house right now. I'm just telling you, if you have any power to send these people an Uber, I'm going to I'll chip in with you. (laughs) Hey, don't complain. Don't complain. It's good to have family around. No, it is. They're the best people. I'm just making fun of them because they might be listening. Uh, But let's jump into this. okay? on a national level, we've really seen like almost like a dereliction of duty from the White House when it comes to things certainly like the border. They told us it was secure with a straight face. We all know the answer to that. But even like crime, you know, you're a small business owner. You're a mom. 
Um, you know, outside of the political arena, this is not like a Republican issue. This is just an issue of people shouldn't be living in the fear they're living in. Do you feel like on some level the Democrats who like to say they're the party of women and protecting people have kind of taken their eye off the ball a little bit? Well, they say one thing and they do another. And I mean, you see districts like mine all across the country where you have people that have represented, whether on the state or the federal level, for many, many years. And they're always talking about wanting to protect people, knowing what's best for people. You see someone like my opponent, her family has been the state house rep for 40 plus years in Akron. Mm -hmm. And Akron is suffering. It's been decimated by bad policy and people are not safe as a result. We're seeing violent crime hit an all time high. Uh, Just I mean, you look even in Ohio and you are you look in Akron. I'll look in Akron specifically since it's in my district uh, and you see the murders in 2019, 2020, 2021. Very high. This year, we're on record to potentially pass what was our 2020 all time high record of violent murders in the city. So what these people are doing is not keeping people safe, and not just mothers, mothers, fathers, grandparents, people all across my district are very worried about this. They're scared, and they don't feel that they have good representation. They don't feel like they're being listened to on any of the issues. And you look back, and I remember talking about this uh, with you and others and on Red Eye back in the day. Yep. Part of why President Trump won the election in 16 is because he made people feel valuable. He made them feel like they were being listened to. And for too long, people on both sides of the aisle have felt like politicians simply just don't care about the issues that are affecting their lives. That's a great point. Madison Jesse Otto Gilbert on the line. She's, of course, superstar candidate in the 13th Congressional District of Ohio. It's fascinating that there's a bigger effort being made to protect us from words than there is to protect us from criminals. It's just it's like bizarre to me because I'm obviously not a political strategist, but I, I would think, you know, these issues should be leaping off the page at them because when you look at like midterm polling like crime and inflation are like right up there at the tippy top and instead they're yelling at us about what the weather's going to do in 50 years like does anybody walk around akron where you're talking about these heartbreaking murder numbers saying they're concerned about climate change i've been on the campaign trail all year i'm out there every single day my opponent's never out there we're talking to people we're meeting with small businesses uh you know we're hearing what is affecting people's lives i rarely hear anything Outside of concerns on prices of everything, obviously mm-hmm. relating to inflation, relating to the gas prices, the energy crisis, crime, the drug crisis, people losing loved ones to the drug crisis and opioid epidemic. That those are what I, that's what I'm hearing about over and over. No one talks about climate change. I've in ten months gotten one comment about abortion. One. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. simply not what people are talking about the most. It's not the top priority. The top priority is how am I feeding my family? How am I cutting these costs down? How are we going to move forward and become prosperous once again, like we were a few years ago? Uh, And this isn't just, you know, a Republican issue. I'm talking to people that have never voted Republican in their lives who are frustrated and just simply trying to figure out what's the best way to fix this problem. And we're trying to reach out to everybody. We're going places that Republicans have just simply never gone to make sure people know that we care about these issues and we want to make it better for them. No, it's listen, it's a brilliant strategy because what we're discussing now is not superficial.
You know, we spent like three years under Trump pretending he was Russian. Okay, that was fake. But we had it so good at the time, we had the luxury of doing that. We don't have the luxury now. The debate, the issues we're debating, like you said, are crime and economic issues that really are plaguing the country. So we don't have time for the pretend stuff. So listen, I applaud you for making that effort because I think people are going to respond to it. We're talking to Madison Jesse Otto Gilbert. She's, of course, in the 13th Congressional District of Ohio. Um, the Buckeyes are playing Toledo this weekend. I just have to ask you one question by law as an Ohio candidate uh you do feel good about their chances to beat the interstate rival correct buckeyes are going to win for sure on saturday as you know i'm an ohio state double buckeye went there for undergrad and law school buckeye for life all in for ohio state let's go <laughs> i uh you know like i'm married into one of those like jenny's from Wapakoneta. so it's like it's like it is funny how it's i say this in the best sense of the world it's like a cult like when i found out jenny was pregnant with our son lincoln it was on a brutus the buckeye pregnancy test where like he had his arms up like the field goal was good so i have to <laughs> applaud i'm not even kidding man i have to applaud the brand loyalty out there in ohio and uh, i think the fact i'm 100 fa- percent loyal but you know we have a house divided at our house because my husband mm-hmm. actually won two national championships with the university of florida him mm-hmm. and team tebow played together he mm-hmm. was his right tackle mm-hmm. coached under urban myers so my husband's still a gator for life but i'm trying to get him over to the bright side as a buckeye in his older years now that he's retired from the nfl yeah let's talk about this if you're going to serve in ohio this dude has to convert you know people convert religiously like oh my wife was jewish or catholic whatever it is and you convert there's got to be a football conversion i don't see how you've let this go as long as you have matt I've been working on it. He likes the Buckeyes now. Started out with no interest in us. It's frustrating because he beat us in 2006 in the national championship. So I'll always hold that against him. However, since Urban came and coached for Ohio State, he softened up quite a bit. Uh, So fingers crossed that maybe by next year we can get him over the right side. I'm just telling you, if you want to win this election, man, you can't be trotting around with Florida fans. Nobody wants to hear it. I don't care if you're married. I I hate to say it, but people around here... We're big football fans in general, so okay. everyone's always excited to see my husband out on the trail. They always yep. want to get a picture. People really love him. Uh, you know, know he's like course. my biggest asset on the campaign. I love him, but oh. he's, he's been awesome to have around. No, I agree. I think it's amazing. Um, and and honestly, Matt, I'm very excited for this campaign. I, you know, for me personally, like when I get on the radio, I love talking to people that are people. You know what I'm saying? They're not presenters. Mm-hmm. They're not politicians at their core. Like, I, Kat Kamek was just on for 10 minutes. We were just talking about dancing. It was the most ridiculous thing in the world, but I love Kat. She's so much fun because I'm trying. That's awesome. Yeah, she's the greatest. But I'm just trying to explain to the country that your interests can't be served if you don't send a person to Washington. If you send a politician, if you send a performer, you know, then great. They can eat a lot of fancy lobbyist lunches and nothing's going to happen. That's how we got into this mess. People have to look beyond the politics and really look inward at the people. So I, I like, you know, talking about football and everything in between because it's the people that relate to people, you know. So you got to stay human is what I'm saying, Mad. That's right. Well, you know, you've known me for some years now. I'm not changing. No, I'm no. I'm going there to be part of the solution. And I don't want to be there forever. I tell people all the time, I want to go. I want to pass some good legislation. I want to be an active voice and fighter for the people of my district. But I don't want to be there 40 years. I'm not going to be the next Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I'm there to work. I'll be back home. Uh, you know. I don't know. I she do. gets some pretty good stock tips. You might want to stick around for a few of those extra uh, years. That is, that is not what I'm going for. I'll of tell course, you that, Jimmy. Of course not. You're the real deal. Well, listen, yeah, you got football games to watch. You don't have time to spend your whole life in Congress. Uh, Matt, you're the coolest. Uh, let's do it again uh, between now and Election Day if you got time. Okay, pal? Absolutely. We'd love to. And thanks for having me on. Always good to talk to you. You're the best. There she goes. The great Madison Jesse Otto Gilbert. If you're listening out in the Akron area, 
listening along Route 76. When Jenny and I are driving out to see her family, like Akron is like a mile a, a milestone in the trip because Route 80, you get the option of like kind of veering right and getting onto the Ohio Turnpike, which takes you up towards Toledo, even Detroit, Michigan, if you're that kind of brave. Uh, or you go uh, 76 west through Akron, which that's what we take. We actually take 76 to 71. Uh, we go past Grandpa's Cheese Barn. If anyone's listening, it's probably the first time you've heard Grandpa's Cheese Barn mentioned on a nationally syndicated radio show. Uh, but we go through Akron and Royalton and all those other areas. Then we go down 71. Uh, we jump on 30, and we head out to Wapakoneta. If you want to go to Jenny's parents' house, you actually hit the Lincoln Highway, get right back on the 75 and shoot down 75 uh, to exit 110. You got the Neil Armstrong Space Museum. You got the Lucky Steer, which unfortunately isn't open anymore. Anymore, but it was a great place. And then you head across Route 30 uh, to where Jenny's parents are from. Uh, it's my favorite place on earth, just my favorite place. They're the best people. And I can tell you this about Madison Jesse Otto. She really did do Red Eye with me back in the day. Even when I was a fill-in radio host, I've done radio with her. The people that come on this show, if you listen to a lawmaker come on this show, they're always kind of funny. You don't get stuck with 12 minutes of boring talking points that you could hear on TV. I'm trying to bring you real people. If you can get me a Democrat that's a real person, believe me, we reach out to every one of them. They can come on the show as much as they want because people have empathy for other people. Politicians do not. Performers do not. They want power. They want lobbyist money. You know what I mean? They want to go to Cafe Milano and eat a $6,500 lunch. So do I. But me doing that doesn't help you. And it certainly doesn't help me from what I'm hearing from the makeup team here at Fox. You're killing yourself the way you eat. you fat f- Look at you. All the time. It never ends. Quick break. Back after this. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The stock market was falling, but there was Joe on the lawn. Saying the bill they passed would help me and you. But inflation is soaring And my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's insane He spends sunny days in the basement with no friends He's seen Hunter's crimes but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men. I mean, come on. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Nobody's doing this on the radio. We're having the most ridiculous time. The world's on fire. People are flashing me at comedy shows because we're having a good time roasting these radio marshmallows. I said it the other day. Do you think anybody's flashing the great one, Mark Levin? Put your breasts away, you dope! And God love Mark Levin. He's a genius, a brilliant guy. I'm just saying, it's a different thing going on over here. Uh, we're a mess. We're a hot mess, but it's a good time mess. Uh, and you know what? You need this port in the storm because the guy in the White House is not only not know what he's doing, 
but he's surrounded by people who don't know what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. None of this lost on the great listeners of WVMT in Vermont, where Chuck checks in for now. Uh, yo, Chuck! <laughs> Jimmy! You like that James Taylor number? I do, you know, and I used to be a big fan until yesterday, I think, you know, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was my that was my that was my my misguided youth, I guess. <laughs> yeah, listen, it was weird. I mean, everybody the the, the million dollar man, the the, the wrestler yeah. Ted DiBiase said everybody has a price. Yeah. Oh yeah, the and, million dollar man, sure. Yes, and I guess James Taylor's price was his dignity. <laughs> was like, I you guess know. I you know. I don't know well, how to make know, sense. Go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm listening to, first of all, you know, how's your tequila? I mean, is it okay? Or? <laughs> it's working. Go ahead. <laughs> Stay focused. You don't worry about me. <laughs> I'm listening to this last two or three weeks of this um, this stupid rhetoric of his, um, and, and I'm searching in my head to where anybody would, would – think that making something great out of yourself is a bad thing yeah i i I just don't i I can't pr wise every every ounce of this thing is why is making yourself great um a bad thing and i mean I, i i really truly think that he is the head of the evil charge to the bottom instead of the top it's weird because they they're demonizing prosperity you know what i'm saying they keep eat the rich you know that whole thing And that's yeah, what, but he is the rich. Oh, of course. I mean, they're loaded. I mean, not only in American money. They got Ukrainian money. They got rubles. They, they got, got Chinese money. Big cash. Money. Yeah, I wish I had that kind of money. Are you kidding me? If my Lincoln always says he wants to take over the show, I'm like, whoa, whoa how about I get elected and you go to Ukraine? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Radio don't pay they, Ukraine yeah. money. Spend some time with some Russian and Chinese hookers and come back with billions of dollars. <laughs> Hold on. Lincoln has released an official statement. Hold on. Hubba, hubba. Okay, so he's halfway there. Yeah, I guess you just got to buy him a plane well, ticket. It's nuts. Well, you know, I, I was thinking, and uh, and uh, I don't know, maybe you'll beat me on this, but I... I uh, <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I think in, I think it's I think instead of MAGA that the the Dems and especially this White House should come out with the big statement MASA, uh-huh. which is basically make America suck again. I mean, <laughs> can he say suck? He could say suck, right? Yeah, yeah okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> Just don't say blow. We'll get in trouble if you say blow. Don't yeah. say blow. Well, it depends on how you mean it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, and, and and if we're talking about Hunter, you could be both ways. Yo, so. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah, there was a little bit of a cocaine thing going on. That's it's fascinating. It yes, is. Listen, yes, you get it, but you got to laugh, man. I appreciate your ability to laugh because, like, the whole thing—that's the point of the show, too. Is like we can't convert anybody to this side if we just scream about it. Well, I mean, and I'm here in the middle of the biggest liberalville in, in America. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's you know Bernie Sanders and, oh, and Pat dude. Leahy. Who's, Chuck, the last time I was up there, I got stopped by a cop for driving without a Subaru. <laughs> Gave me a ticket. Well, you know that that's the official car of Out in the Mountains, and you know what Out in the Mountains is. Uh oh. Get that that's dump the, button that's ready. The, that's the well, no, no. It's okay. the publication for the LBGTQ okay. people. Okay, you can say that on the it air. is. Well, it, it's the official car of Lesbania, but you know, <laughs> you're nuts, Chuck. <laughs> uh, the show's just over. Don't think I'm throwing you off the phone. We're just out of time. Maybe for good. Uh, great call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again, buddy. There he well, goes, the great Chuck in Burlington, Vermont. They didn't make the dump button work too hard uh, by Vermont standards. They get a little rowdy at the Spank Puppy. Half of my staff is still drunk from the meet and greet we did, and it was in, like, freaking June.
Was it May? I don't even know. I'm a mess. I haven't slept in two months. Uh, I got a TV hit left in me with Dagan McDowell, uh, 5.50 Eastern Standard Time if you're around, finishing up the week in style. If you missed last night's Gutfeld, it's on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. If you missed the Faulkner Focus on the Fox Cross America Facebook page, either way, I'll miss you because the show's over. Pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.